Finance. Presented by Say What Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Star Washington, host of WTF What the Finance. Um, so guys, tonight's show, and it's funny, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I was thinking about what to talk about for tonight's show, um, I said, hmm, what what should I share? And um, I was actually going to come to you guys about um, the components of a good credit score and um, some myths about credit, facts about credit, things that I did to ruin my credit and things that I'm doing now to increase it. But guys, that's going to have to be, that's going to have to be another episode. So um, as you guys know, I'm new with the podcast thing and I definitely want every time that I talk to you guys to be real from the heart, something that you can relate to and something that you can hopefully benefit from. So one of my closest friends, I'm probably one of my closest friends, um, if I believed in a best friend, um, this would definitely be it. But for about um, five years now, she has been battling ALS, um, commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, If you want to know more, you can definitely find a lot of information online about it. But in short, it's a fatal disease that um, has, uh, that basically causes your muscles to waste away and it uh, stops voluntary muscle movement. So a lot of you guys may have heard of um, Stephen Hawking. Um, he's He passed away not too long ago. He lived for a very long time with ALS because of, you know, human will. Um, and basically he had <laughs> billions of dollars for uh, medical treatment. But anyway, um, it's a it's a really, really devastating disease. So my friend, um is also a nurse practitioner. Uh, one of the hardest working women I know. I mean, since I've known my friend, she's worked a part-time job, went to school full-time, maybe did some stuff full-time. I'm, I'm sorry, a uh, full-time job, went to school full-time, did some things part-time in the medical field. She was always working. And not only was she always working, but... Um, she was really, really thrifty. Now, guys, I'm not thrifty. <laughs> I've learned to be better as I've gotten older. But when I tell you my friend is thrifty, this is someone that, you know, she just doesn't, she never needed to spend a lot of money. Um, she's cool with some flip flops, old navy jeans, a t-shirt. You know, she's really small. You know, clothes are a little cheaper when, you, when, you, when you're small. Um, you know, she wore her hair natural, didn't spend a lot of money on, um, you know, outward maintenance. Just very level-headed, hardworking, um, extremely educated because, you know, she's a nurse practitioner. And um, the last couple years made really, really good money as a nurse practitioner, was able to save a lot of money because, you know, she made good money and she kept her expenses low. Um, But she worked as long as she could. And I thought that she would have stopped working probably a year and a half to two years ago. But... 
because she's such a phenomenal woman. Um, Plus, she's also a mother of an 11 year old daughter who's extremely active in um, cheerleading and band camp and swimming. Um, And she, you know, has a home. Um, She worked for as long as she possibly could, but she had to quit working in December because it it just wasn't working out anymore. She could no longer, you know, use her hands. Um, it just took too much work for her to be at her job full time. So um, since December, she has not been working. And, and I went and saw her today. And when she knew I was coming, she said that when she, when I got there, she had a project that she wanted help with. And I love Monique. I mean, this is this. I love my friend. <laughs> Absolutely love my friend. And um, I would do anything because she's always been the type of friend that just was so easy and low maintenance. I was probably the needy one, always needing something. She never needed anything. So now that the roles are reversed, I try to be there. But anyway, so I said, of of course, um, I'll definitely help you. And she told me that um, she had some talking points that she wanted to send to my email address, but she wants me to help her draft a letter um, addressed to Ellen of the Ellen Show, the comedian, um, asking for help with her mortgage. And that stops me cold because I know how proud my friend is. And I also know how modest she is and has been all her life. And for her to be in a situation where she would even reach out to a celebrity, even if a lot of that is just a bit of a fantasy, it means that um, she really, really, you know, she's she's getting to the point where she needs help. Um, you know, she's only 37, 38 years old. You know, when you've only been paying into Social Security for 20 years, um, you're not going to get very much money, especially when probably the first 10 years, you weren't really making much. You were working, you know, maybe retail or part-time job. You were working while you were in school or um, just getting your career uh, started. So probably she's made the most probably the last 10 years or so. So basically that's just not a lot of um, a, a lot being paid into Social Security that she can actually draw from. So um, I know she has some savings, uh, but that's pretty much her, her her income right now is her Social Security benefit. And it just it stopped me cold, one, because my heart goes out to my friend. And two, I'm so thankful, guys. Like I always tell people and I, I started saying this because my mentors, I've heard my mentors say it. And it's start a business before you need a business. Um, Guys, it doesn't matter how high your income is. Um, If you're a realtor, you can sell tons of houses. If you're a hairstylist, you can 
stand on your feet 10, 12, 15 hours a day doing hair. And you can make good money doing those things. But if tragedy happens and you can't work, the money stops. And nearing 40, I'm running into more and more people who who can't work. A friend of mine from college has really, really bad MS. He's on Social Security. Um, I was scrolling through my Facebook today and it's crazy because it's actually a mutual friend of me and, you know, my friend Monique with ALS. She has a, a chronic in, incurable disease that also causes muscle atrophy and she hasn't been able to work. So you never know what's around the corner. You never know. And of course, we all think that we're going to live in a, a long time and be healthy a long time. But that's not always the case. So my financial advice for this, for tonight's episode is while you are able-bodied, while you're able-bodied, you want to seek another source of income. As an example, you know, a, a lot of you, a lot of my friends and family that are listeners know that, um, you know, my dad had a stroke about a year and a half ago and I, I take care of him. And my dad has worked nonstop for about 70 years, nonstop. He worked so much that he was able to pay off, you know, the home that we live in, basically just from hard labor, from working so much. Uh, after the stroke, and he worked so long because he didn't have income coming in. He had Social Security, um, which wasn't very much. And then he did, um, he's a, a landscaper. He did yards on the side to, to supplement his income. My dad's an excellent saver, super, super saver. I didn't get my saving skills from him, but he's always been a good steward of his money. Um so outside of, you know, the little bit he was able to save, which wasn't a lot because he didn't make a whole lot. Um, his only income at this point is his Social Security. And guys, that is not a lot. Like sometimes when I just sit and think about how much a lifetime of working basically equates to it, it's crazy. And the the best time to plan for something like not being able to work or having to take care of an elderly parent or sibling or just wanting to help a friend. The best time to put yourself in that position to do something like that is when you can. And, you know, I was talking to one of my business partners and we were just talking about how um, so many people pass up opportunity because they're comfortable and it, it's so easy to, you know, have a cushy job and you get 20 vacation days a year and, you know, your commute's not very far and you genuinely like what you do. That's fine. This podcast will never tell you to quit your job. <laughs> I made that mistake before in the past too, without a plan. Never again. But, um, Sometimes life will make you uncomfortable. You you have to realize that. And if you don't prepare for it now, you won't be able to prepare for it later. 
um, I was talking like a was saying I was talking to my business partner and um, her day job is um, at the post office and at the post office, a big part of income is overtime. Like everybody gets excited about the overtime. So she was talking to a colleague of hers and he is now on child support. It's $900 a month. So in order for him to basically regain his previous lifestyle before $900 a month is taken out of his check, he's trying to do as much overtime as he can. And he's he's exhausted. He's getting he's getting sick. Um, his body's breaking down. He knows he needs to do something else, but he's afraid to step out of his comfort zone. And working all of this overtime, I think he told her that he, I mean, he was big working like two or three hours a day, five to seven days a week. So we're talking about like 10, 11 hours, hour days um, to make maybe an extra $250 um, a pay period. And I was reading something um, a couple months ago about the importance of having um, additional streams of income. And it, it made a really good point. And I wish I had this article at my fingertips because I would love to go back and read it. But basically, the guy was saying that we're we're flesh and blood. Humans are fragile. Like you, we only have <laughs> we only have so many manpower hours. And because of that, you'll never be able to work yourself to financial freedom. You just it's impossible. It's impossible. And I'm not I'm not even talking about um, if an emergency happens. I'm saying is you'll never be able to just have a job and create wealth and create wealth that you can pass down. It's not designed that way. It's designed for the people at the very top to get wealthy. And if you're near the top or in the middle, you can maintain a comfortable living, but it's never, ever designed for you to be able to amass wealth that you're able to change some lives. So um, my advice is to find something that you're good at. If If you're good at writing, maybe look for ways that you can write or different publications and every time that article is published you're getting a royalty or um, residual check if you can do hair let's say your your profession is hairstylist you can actually start a YouTube channel teaching people how to do hairstyles you can do different classes where you go around educating people to have an extra stream of income for yourself um, you can sell DVDs DVDs. Um, it's, you know, you definitely want to start off where you can, but eventually your goal should be to move to income that you can make residually, meaning that you do the job once and you get paid over and over and over for it. And um, this is a little off the subject, but I was scrolling through Instagram. They Shade Room um, posted a royalty check for this artist. I can't think of the artist's name, but posted a royalty check and I think it was 58 cents. And so everybody, no one realized it was a royal a royalty check or maybe they realized it but didn't even understand what that mean what that meant. I don't know. But anyway, 
everybody was just dragging this girl saying, oh, you know, I feel sorry for her. Maybe I should buy an album. She can't even get a whopper with that. Um, No wonder this, no wonder that. Just woe is her. But I'm thinking to myself, 58 cents, let's say that's just from one album sold. Let's just say that's royalty from just one album sold. And let's just say you did 58 cents extra on top of what you already have going on. You did 58 cents every single day times 100. Well, 58 times 100. So that's that's $580. Um, so let's just say you did that every single day for 365 days. If I do my calculator, <laughs> y'all gonna hear me clicking because I'm on my phone doing this recording. But that that adds up over time. It's um, J. Paul Getty, who's one of the first recorded billionaires, says that the basically the big money is in the little money. That one percent of a hundred people's efforts is more than a hundred percent of just your effort. And I know it's hard to see it, but basically that's why McDonald's sells billions and billions of burgers. Guys, I'm talking slow because I'm still thinking about that math in my head. If that's off, um, I know the host of Say What Radio is going to call me out on it, but I'm sure one of you (laughs) will too. But anyway, that's why McDonald's is able to sell billions and billions and billions of burgers, not because they make the best burger, but because they have so many franchises. They sell the most burgers and they're only making a, a dollar burger. You're only making a couple cents profit, but it's a couple cents over billions that adds up so of course if you're just starting out in this let me do something on the side game that may be a lofty goal but what I hope it did was to illustrate how you can start small and whatever you're starting small you can grow that over time so if there was an emergency um you have something on the side i still work my corporate job guys i have a really different attitude than most of my counterparts simply because i'm not afraid and i know so many people and i've been working in corporate america for fortune 500 companies for almost 20 years and i know so many people who are in fear because they don't know what would happen or they're afraid of what would happen if their employer decided to let them go. No one should live like that, especially if of right now you're able-bodied, you're of sound mind, you have skills that you can monetize to bring in something extra. Back to social media, I was scrolling through. One guy says, oh, I make friends everywhere I go. I told him he needs to monetize that. (laughs) I mean, you can monetize anything, anything. 
If you love pets, you could start a dog grooming business. If you're good at baking, man, so many people are making like these cool infused strawberries and infused cupcakes. I suck with my hands. Um, So my God bless me with the gift of gab and this mind. I have to use those two things together to do my side hustle. Um, but, But some people are excellent with their hands. I know my sister is really, really good at um, arts and crafts. She makes these cool lifelike dolls. I told her that she needs to let me set her up an Instagram and sell them for her, um, especially because she's ready to retire from her job in nursing, but she's not hearing me. Maybe after she hears this podcast, (laughs) she'll change her mind Um, because just like her, a lot of people don't know what they have, but you we all have a gift and that gift is is that gift is able to be monetized. I just I can't stress that enough. Um, So you definitely have to just you know, prepare for the worst. Um, Another important thing I wanted to say is I'm not saying, because when I had this discussion with someone else, they were under the impression that I was saying that it's not smart to save for the future. And I'm not saying that at all. Definitely save. Uh, Saving is going to help you with your short-term emergencies. And we all know those things happen. Busted transmission, uh, somebody knocks your tooth out your head and you got to get a veneer. (laughs) veneer. You know what? I'm laughing, but I know that that happened to a friend of mine. I'm not going to say no names, but um, um, saving is really, really great for short term things or saving for a goal that, you know, is going to happen. But um, your side hustle, that's going to pave the way for basically your future, your future. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you guys. So when I was at my friend's house with the ALS, she was actually telling me about one of her guy friends who um, recently started a new job. Well, the start date didn't come yet. He got the job. Um, So he was in transition, didn't have health insurance. He got into a really, really bad car accident, broke his leg in several places, um, needed a lot of surgery. But because he did not um, have insurance, it covered the basic need, but it didn't cover any physical therapy, which is what he really, really needs to be made whole again to walk again. Just it was crazy because I was sitting there and I, you know, she was telling me about her. Then she's telling me about him. And they were talking about the mutual friend on on Facebook. And it was just story after story after story of people who could benefit from some from something extra, from a little something extra coming in. And just based on those three stories is really, really, really why I wanted to talk to you guys about that tonight. Um, and then one final thing. So I 
There's a saying and it's somebody has to be able to help somebody and you never know if that somebody needs to be you. And as I was sitting here preparing to do the podcast, I was thinking, man, like I would love to be in a position to what $1,200 a month? Forget Ellen. Like I would love to be able to do that for my friend. And I told my business partner about it and she said, you know what? that's going to happen because you want to create a legacy. You want to build wealth to help other people. And God never puts a vision in you that he won't help bring to fruition. So even if you're somebody that, you know, you don't care about having a lot of nice things, you don't need a lot. You're a minimalist. You may be somebody that wants, you may want to be able to help someone. And I was thinking like, you know, I pray for my friend all the time and um, I just want to be in a position where I can move from just praying to giving, actually helping. And it dawned on me, just like the advice I gave you guys, that I have to get out of my comfort zone. (laughs) I have to get out of my comfort zone. So guys, I know what's uncomfortable. Look, I know how it feels to work 40, 50 hours a week and then a two hour commute per day and to have to attend to children or to an elderly parent. You may may have to work out. Uh, You may have some prior responsibilities at church or with your sorority or fraternity. Life is filled with events and stuff. And I know it feels good to just turn it all turn it all off and just decompress and to veg out in front of the TV or at happy hour or however you decompress. I get it. But it's in those levels of comfort we have to realize that we won't always be this comfortable. And if we want to, if we really value our comfort level or we really value our livelihood, we have to do something today that's going to make tomorrow different. And um, for the general population, it's definitely expanding our income. So that's it for tonight's show. I know it was all over the place as usual, but as you know, that's why this is called WTF. (laughs) But um, I hope this was helpful. And as always, if you need to reach me, you can find Follow me um, or send me a message or comment on any of my posts on Instagram at the T-H-E star S-T-A-R-R Washington. That's my name on Instagram. My website, uh, star with two R's, Washington.com. Phone number 386-383-6968. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have an excellent night.